Chapter 2 I descended along the gravel apron, soon reaching pavement, a flatter area with the first of the solar collectors. It was like a giant black tabletop tilted at an angle so it could catch the first rays at dawn. There were thousands of similar collectors, and they presently hid the tanks from view. If I arched up onto my toes, I could see the tops of the dark block buildings. I only did that once, as that caused the shoes to pinch my feet harder than ever. I debated pulling off my shoes, but that seemed wrong. Besides, I'd get sand in my socks. Then I'd have to toss the socks. They were the most expensive items of my wardrobe, other than the Smith & Wesson. It was a decent gun, despite its age, a revolver. I'd practiced with it more times than I'd hit the gym. I was okay with the gun, but no pistol marksman. I snorted softly. The forty-four wouldn't do a thing against a tank, so I don't know what I was thinking. Just a case of nerves, I guess. I was bigger than average. I'd played football in high school as a tight end. I'd had good hands and had been hard to tackle as I'd been bigger than most of the linemen. Those had been the days. My imagination must have gotten the better of me as I continued to pass collectors. I suddenly found myself holding my S&W. I couldn't even remember drawing it. I almost shoved the gun back into its holster. Then I wondered why the tanks had maneuvered near the buildings in the first place. If they were army vehicles, wouldn't their commander have had the sense to stay away from the fragile collectors? I couldn't knock a collector over, but a tank could crush one. It could leave a swath of destruction. I doubted the army wanted a costly bill from western sunlight. I realized I'd already been hearing their treads smashing collectors. That seemed so dead wrong that I halted my progress. I crouched with my butt resting on the top of my heels. Slowly, I put the forty-four back into its rig so I could clutch an upright collector strut with both hands. I listened to the ongoing destruction. The tanks weren't coming toward me, but leaving, heading east. The army proving grounds were due west. I'd come up from the south, from the direction of Vegas. The skywind started up again. A second later, the dull red beam reappeared. I shot to my feet and shaded my eyes out of habit. I squinted as I peered up into the sky, searching for a blimp or transport plane. Failing to spot any, I followed the column of light as far as I could with my eyes. The hairs rose on the back of my neck. The red light seemed to reach into space. It made me dizzy, with vomit burning the back of my throat. I was starting to believe I'd stumbled onto something truly weird and definitely dangerous. Abruptly, the dull red ray died away. I noticed the silence and realized the whine had been louder than last time. The silence did not last. I heard faint voices that made my gut clench. The voices were creepy, buzzing noises like enormous insects might make. I broke out in a cold sweat. I'd seen far too many science fiction and horror films, and I'd read too much for my imagination. The implications of all this... Wait. The buzzing sounds were easy to explain. There must be soldiers down there wearing combat suits. I'd read about futuristic fighting gear before. The chief obstacle was a lack of small but powerful batteries. As batteries improved, the military would be able to make some truly impressive individual fighting gear. Maybe the military had chosen this location so they could easily recharge their suit batteries. My shoulders slumped with relief as I realized the buzz must be coming from experimental equipment. Yeah, okay, Logan, old pal, my suspicious half said. 
Now explain to me what the giant red beam just did. I frowned, having a hard time coming up with an explanation that made sense. Maybe the light had been some kind of targeting thing. The soldiers had made a night drop. They must be airborne soldiers practicing a night insertion. I simply hadn't seen them drifting down in the darkness. I nodded, breathing easier. As I crouched there, the sounds from the tanks dwindled, allowing me to hear wood beginning to splinter. I had no doubt what that signified. The soldiers were breaking into the block buildings. That seemed to confirm my idea of their need for the stored energy. It would seem they were stealing the energy, and I was in charge of security. What had happened to the two newbies? I'd forgotten all about them and the excitement. I had to investigate, and I had to make sure my men were okay. If nothing else, I had my cell phone. I could take pictures.